and we're live so everybody what's going on i'm happy to be here with the high jiu-jitsu podcast and we have with us today none other than Panza himself mr maddie verga mason how are we what's up maddie oh, you know you know just here chilling killing oh yeah oh yeah well um thanks for coming in man and thanks for being a co-host of the high jiu-jitsu podcast not this is an awesome worry. podcast that we do here. Um, uh, a, you got to stop um, squeaking that chair because everyone can hear it and all of our listeners can hear. Um, Mr. Panza, we're here today to talk about a really interesting topic. And this is a topic that is so core to my heart. Um, and it sounds funny to say that, but it really is uh, because, because, because... I've said this before, maybe some people who are listening have um, know this already, but in 2012, I, well, I was training, what, from 2008, so I would have been training for about four years, five, almost five years, and it was a purple belt, and my first purple belt comp, I remember going in, and I lost my first match, that was at the, in Sutherland Shire, at the Triple Bull Open, yeah, but then the second yeah. one I went into, I was really prepared, and um, it was the events comp, and... Uh, first match, I beat this guy from my BJJ. I choked him with a guillotine. Second match, I beat the guy. Third match was the final, and I was winning like 24-0. And then I got this really unfortunate turtle position, and my mechanics were all wrong. And I tried to be strong where there was no structure, and I completely tore my shoulder out of the socket. It was just a nasty injury. And, you know, I had to deal with many, many months of rehab and I just have to deal with many, many years now of proper pain and like arthritic pain. Um, and it's not, it's not nice, but it taught me so much. And I think out of, through strength, um, through struggle comes strength, you know, and um, out of experience, you get to learn so many more things. And since 2012, since that injury, I've been so focused on not getting injured. And, <clears throat> What I've done, like what we've done, is you've you've been here from the start from high jiu jitsu, and uh, you've seen that our focus has always been on keeping safe and making sure everything's safe. Um, so that's why I hate injuries. I hate them. Like, uh, um, look, they happen. Injuries happen, but they can also be avoided if we're careful. What are some of your uh, some injuries that you've come across, Matty. Have you ever had any serious injuries? Um, when I first started training back at SPMA, I, I had minor tears in both shoulders. Nothing major, nothing as drastic as yours. Mm. Um, yeah, but it'd be enough for me to take, you know, three months off, of three months away from training, basically. Then I would have to, uh, you know, that included physio. So I'd be spending money going to the physio time away from training very unhappy um, you know, not happy with that uh, and my knee I think I did that when I yeah. did my purple belt test funnily enough I don't know what happened there was never a tweak yeah. I think I'd just been training a lot leading up to that yeah. and that and that was just kind of that day um, when we left it just was sore nothing no one did anything particular um, and yeah that that was that was probably the worst one I'd say mm -hmm. it's really funny because everyone comes into jiu-jitsu 
to improve on themselves. Like there's so many reasons that we come into trade. You know, a lot of people come in to learn self-defense. A lot of people come in just to have a little bit of a hobby to learn something new. Uh, some people, I think everybody comes in because they want to improve on something, on an aspect of themselves. They want to help themselves. And so a, a lot of the times, if you're not careful, what happens is uh, you start, if, if you're not careful about this jiu-jitsu stuff, because just considering the nature of jiu-jitsu, you're trying to break my arm. You're trying to, that's, you know, you're trying to choke me, you're trying to um, you know, uh, hurt my joints, like compromise them to the point where I, I submit and I say, Maddie, please stop because my arm is about to break. That's the nature of jiu-jitsu. But within that, I think you have to be so careful in practicing jiu-jitsu because the practice of jiu-jitsu will determine whether you can have fun with it and or whether it will hinder your health. Because we've been there, we've been in, in, in environments where you know, with every class there's been people that get injured like all the time. Mm. And that's when uh, I think like enthusiasm uh, comes up and if you're too enthusiastic and if you don't have the technique and if you don't have the the know-how I think that's definitely when injuries happen mm. and it's up to us well it's up to me as you know like um, let's say school owner and it's definitely up to you as coach at, at high jiu-jitsu as well to be aware of these things yeah. you know because what we want for our students is is for them to build quality of life. What's our mission, Maddie? It's uh, to help everyday people build quality of life through jiu-jitsu. Yeah, nice work. Testing the like testing it. the memory there. I like it. I like it. But exactly, uh, we help everyday people build quality of life. Now, quality of life isn't having to hold your arm in a sling. Quality of life is being able to walk from here to the bathroom to take a to go to the toilet. You know, quality of life is um, picking up your kid. You know, yeah, if you've got a kid and throwing absolutely. him up and down. You Being know? able to run with your family and, you know, at, even at age, you know, you've got these, we've got a lot of older people coming mm -hmm. in to train with us. And, you know, you've got to, you, if, especially if you're unfit and you haven't done any exercise in a while, you've got to ease into it slowly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but that, that approach of going slow will pay off in the long run when you are able to play with your kids you know you're able to wrestle with them and they're young you know those little quality of life things that can change and you won't be getting puffed out doing it mm -hmm. you won't be getting exhausted running after your kids you know you're building that quality of life just by progressively showing up and slowly building on it slowly is such a big word so guys if you go into the uh the blog post injuries stink prehab says no on the higher jiu-jitsu blog Misdirected enthusiasm coupled with ignorance is a dangerous combination. The trap of thinking you are invincible is an easy one to fall into. This is around the time when the injury bug unfortunately strikes. So, I, I think um, I think we all, everyone can be a bit more careful with injury. And the thing is, like, you come into jiu-jitsu and sure, you, when you start off, you, the motivation is to improve on yourself. You don't really know what you're getting yourself into, but you're coming in, you're taking a leap of faith, you're doing it. After a few 
lessons and you start getting immersed in it and then it becomes you know me versus maddie you know or you know the white belt versus the other two-strap white belt and you're going up against as a two-strap white belt you're going up against a four-strap white belt and it becomes about like how you're performing mm-hmm. and that's fine because everyone's in something to improve to learn to get better but i think the number one thing is like keep yourself safe keep yourself safe because uh when you kind of lose track of being safe and you get too immersed in like that in that battle usually that's when an injury happens mm. and what we're saying what i'm like saying is there needs to be a little part of your brain that's holding back a little part you know because when we're training to be honest yes when we're training i don't want to hurt you and i don't want to get hurt when i'm training because i have to come back on monday and next week and teach another 24 sessions or 26 sessions or something like that so if i get hurt like i'm in a world of strife and so is the whole school Mm. um so i still want to train of course i'm going to train but there's always always an aspect of me like in that that corner of my brain saying hold on how is my knee in this situation i'm doing a knee through pass like is my knee okay you know um are my fingers going to get like snapped back you know is um anything like so many situations even your ears man like yeah yeah even today there's times where you know someone might be trying to to guillotine you or whatever it may be maybe they've just got an arm around your your head i will always readjust or give something because i'm just rolling i'm just having fun with my training partners i don't want my ears to get cauliflowered so Mm -hmm. if it's in an awkward position and i feel pressure on your ears it's a little one, but that's a huge one as well at the same time. Why, man? You look uh, super tough if you've got cauliflower. Oh, sorry. What are you saying bad about cauliflower, buddy? I'm, I'm just saying I don't want cauliflower because <laughs> that's an injury and, and that's, again, time off training. It is. Roger uh, Dio in Melbourne a has, has a uh, collie at the moment. Yeah, well, Roger, and Roger. he's had time yeah. off training, like a couple of weeks now. Yeah, we couldn't train with Mr. Rog. But um, Roger copped it the way I copped it in Brazil. So Maddie was with me in Brazil. And last year in August, we went to the Brazil camp with Professor Sauer. Um, and the very first role, but see, that was that was just purely accidental. Because even though the intensity was up in that in that first role, because everyone think was everyone's feeling each other out. Yeah, it's true. But I don't know how my, my ear just blew out. Um, but mm. the same thing with um, with Roger. So you know, in the where the ear the ear hole is, that little this part so yeah, 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 yeah. i'm just trying to sh- tell people so um the inner ear the inner ear, yeah the inner ear from um roger got cauliflowered so his his uh hole the ear hole was completely stuck like um, wow. stuffed which has happened which happened to me as well yeah, i was dude. so worried about my ear um you know and things like that happen but even in saying that two years ago the top part of my ear got cauliflowered and that's because i was rolling with Sava. And then he had, because he's got one, like he's got a messed up arm. So if he latches on with his legs onto something, he's holding on for his dear life. Yeah. And so I didn't use proper mechanics and I pulled my head out. And uh, that friction of my head and his knees yep. just created a, 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 a um, cauliflower. Yep. And I could have done that better. I could yeah. have avoided that. And I, I should have prevent. I could have, you know. Um, and I guess now that it happens now I'm very careful about my ears I bet you would be um, because I don't want to get any more cauliflower ear but um, these are all like little niggles that start to 
develop into bigger injuries. Why is that? Because if you're training and if you're not really conscious of your ears, if you're not really conscious of your fingers and you're not conscious of your body and the positions that you're in, that's inevitably how the bigger injuries are gonna happen. It's, it's uh, I guess, you're being, you're not being careful and it's that lack of care yep. that starts to create all these different injuries too. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. It all comes down to being careful and being careful not just with yourself but with your training partner. Uh, I think you've said in the past that it's a fifty-fifty, mm-hmm. or maybe it was maybe it was Phil. It's 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 on it's it's on, it's on both of you. It's both of your responsibility to look after the health and safety of both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely necessary uh, to look after your partner. If you know that you've got a really good armbar on and they're not tapping, it's up to you to then go, oh, I don't need to break an arm here. I don't need to hurt this person and respect that if even though they don't want to tap, you're in a position to injure them. And so you don't do that. You look after each other. Well, then who's... It's your it's your mess up. Like, if you're not tapping... True, it's... but... I mean, I, I can also recognize that this person's being stubborn yep. and go, all right, that's fine. I'll, I'll let it go and I'll go to something else. Are you in a competition or are you at higher no, jiu-jitsu? I'm in higher jiu-jitsu. And at higher jiu-jitsu, will anyone be that stubborn to us and not tap from, a, from an armbar? No, but it could happen. People can be stubborn. People can be new. Yeah, well, there you go. So stubborn, the difference now is stubborn versus like just ignorant and unsure. Like, I don't know what's happening to my arm. Absolutely. I don't know that Absolutely. I have to tap because I'm going like, to, I don't know that my arm's about to break. Um, and that's different. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to, definitely don't want to be hurting someone's arm. But like, let's say uh, Barack against Robert Frias in the Pampax. Robert was doing his utmost to escape this armbar. And that's when, you know, Yep. Credit to it. You just have to go right through it, really. Did he did he actually break his arm? Oh, it was very close, yeah. But go. but man, if he hadn't gone that hard on that arm, then the, there would have been it. an escape. Absolutely. Like if you're in a fight, if you're in a if dinner day, if you're in a real fight, if you're in a self defence situation, you're in a competition and it needs to happen, it'll need to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think someone's gonna calm down in a self defence situation just because you're putting pain on their arm and they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to hurt you, they're probably gonna keep trying to hurt you. For sure. But they would just do it with one arm after you've broken that arm. Yeah. If you're still reading, you can probably relate. Your joints hurt, but you wanted to push through the pain. You were tired and feeling flat, but you attempted that PR anyway. We eventually take note of our body signals, but too often it's only after the damage has been mm-hmm. done. Now, Mateo, I remember back in 2012, my shoulders were always like sore, like they're always impinged. I think that's like, mm-hmm. I was always getting niggles, I was always getting clicks and yeah. cracks and like just sharp pains. And <laughs> I really think that I could have done things different as in, could have maybe done some extra yoga, could have done some more mobility. I had no real idea what mobility was back in the day because I hadn't met Steve Maxwell at the time. Um, I didn't know all those beautiful um, movements that he's given us that we can open up the shoulders. Didn't understand about like, you know, pec minors and extending and, um, you know, just getting length and keeping width of my shoulder, my shoulder girdle. Um, And I kind of just ignored it because I wanted the gold medals. I wanted to be a a champion. Mm. And that was the priority. And my priority wasn't my body. And 
um, what do you know? You know, like I got put into a situation and pop, it happened. And I mean, that's okay. But and now I've realized, so now if I have a little niggle in my shoulder or a little niggle in my knee, I'm gonna be super careful and not even, not even get to the point where I'm endangering it because it needs love, it needs some TLC. The last thing it needs is for me to keep bashing it, you know, and keep hurting it and have you start like knee barring it, like if it's, if it's in pain. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think we have to be a little bit more, part of this conversation that we're having is to encourage students to be more aware, be more aware of your body. I think that's important because if you're, if you're dumb, and by dumb I mean like physically, um, unaware is mm. if you can't feel there's this like Hebrew Jewish proverb and it's like a fool can't feel you have to feel you have to be able to feel your body and feel and check in with the different parts of your body and your joints and your muscles and, and everything and feel where you're at so that you can work according to that feeling according to where you're currently at not to where you want to be at because you have to respect where you're at at this stage in order to start uh, moving to where you want to go. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes it does. So, um, yes, mm. shit really does happen. Um, a friend, this happens to be Patty, my sister's friend, was recent, was walking on a picturesque shoreline in Fiji. And what happened was this big piece of bark came from the ocean and it washed up in between her legs and she tripped over it and snapped her ankle so bad and she was out for months and months and months. She, she doesn't do jiu-jitsu, but um, she had a leg in a boot for so many months. Um, she didn't know that was going to happen, that this piece of bark was going to wash down the shoreline. Um, but it happened. And shit does happen. Uh, and that's okay, you know, because there's risk. There's risk in everything that we do. And we come on to jiu-jitsu. And I always want to tell people... I'm like, I, I hate seeing injuries and I don't want injuries to happen in our school. But I also can't guarantee that they won't happen. Because if, once you wake up, once you get out of bed, you're taking a risk. You can trip over your yep. you know, your bedside lamp hmm. and fall and break your nose. Like I know someone uh, who, same thing, literally tripped, hit their head on, uh, on I think it was like a step. I mm-hmm. uh, had, had basically had to have... Uh, their brain, their skull cut open to release the, the the swelling in the brain. Wow! Just from tripping over and hit, hitting their head on a step. There you go. Um, so yeah, absolutely, everything is a risk. Yeah, man. Um, We're very fragile. I mean, it's that simple. You can trip over and hit your head on a step. We're fragile. You've got to look after ourselves. Yeah, it's so funny. We're fragile, and we're also very hardy as well. We're capable of amazing feats of strength. What is it? A man deadlifted 500 kilos. Wow. I think that's the, the highest ever done. We're, we're am- capable of amazing things, and so fragile. And we're fragile same. as well. Um, and that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, but we have to work with that. Mm. And, and I think uh, part of being hardy... And part of you know um, being having the capacity to do amazing things comes with training. Mm. And I think uh, when you first come onto the mats, you're way more injury prone as a beginner because you're not coordinated. Uh, you don't have much sense of space and of your own body. 
you're not quite sure what your partner's gonna do. You don't have the capacity to feel what your partner's doing. Yeah. Um, you don't have previous experience. So I know sometimes if there's a beginner and they bring their knee up in my guard to go through a knee through pass, I'm very quickly bringing my knees back together because I'm very scared for that knee coming right through the middle and just smashing uh, yeah. uh, the boys. And I don't want that to happen. That's happened happened so many times. So now I've learned from that. I'm like, nope, I'm gonna be very careful of your knee. Yep. And I'm not gonna even let you. I'm not gonna put my my precious parts in a situation, in a spot where they can get hit. Absolutely. Uh, not just that, even your head, especially. Everything, everything, that's everything. with beginners. Everything, yeah. Um, I find that they're, they're not, ex- they might be learning techniques, but they're still not used to the way people will navigate around them. Yep. Uh, and can definitely have like accidental head accidental head clashes, ec- accidental knees to the head, knees mm-hmm. to the nose. Uh, that's where it comes to being careful with your partner as well. Most definitely, and that's why we're talking about this today. We've got this new rule. We've got a rule at high jiu-jitsu, and we have to. I think we have to be more diligent in in applying the rule because some people come in and it is that enthusiasm. You got new students coming in, they just signed up, they got their gi, they've joined the school, they're like, oh, this is awesome, I want to get straight into it. But the thing is that you won't always be, you're not ready at the beginning, you're not ready to engage in this stuff because it is risky. It's a risk that you're taking and it's our aim, coach is, coaches, it's our aim to uh, minimize that risk. Okay, and that's why I think as a beginner, you have to be very, very careful. Yes. Uh, Because living in a bubble would be zero fun. It's not fun to live in a bubble. No one wants to live in a bubble. So again, we have to take risk, but we have to be diligent and we have to control that risk. So you can take a risk, like a 5% risk, or you can take a 20, 30, 40, 50% risk. And sometimes when you see two white belts who have never trained before, back in the day when we didn't know any better, you know, and we just, oh, two guys come in, yeah, just have a roll together, yeah, just, you know. And we've always, I've always been careful, especially, as we're saying, because of my shoulder being sore um, or being hurt. But, um, you know, that happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. First day, yeah, man, come on. Would you go to a boxing class? if you run a boxing gym, would you let anyone spar on the first day? No, no way. No boxing uh-uh. gym would ever let someone spar on their first day. Hopefully not. They shouldn't. You, uh, it just doesn't make sense. So why do we do it in jiu-jitsu? Maybe why? because we haven't thought about it that hard. Or maybe we think because there's a tap. Oh, just tap. Just yeah. tap, it's fine. That's, what, <laughs> that's a professor's story. He's like, yeah. when you got beginners, and you throw, let him on the mats and you say, hey man, jump on, have a roll. He's like, if, if anything happens, if, you ever, if ever you run into trouble, just tap. He's like, it's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's like, getting, it's like getting someone, a learner driver, someone who's never driven a car, and you go, here you go, here's the keys to this Formula One. Yeah. Go take it for a spin. Uh, if anything happens, man, just press the brake, you'll be fine, just press the brake. What's gonna happen there? Crash. Before, well, you just lose control. Because you lose control and you, you crash and you, you hurt yourself, you hurt people, um, and it's just not ideal. Same thing happens when we're training. Uh, we have to be very, very careful. I think that it definitely goes without saying. 
And sure, be careful, but create like a system around that care. Um, so when we focus on rehabilitation, that's what we're talking now. We're talking about the prehabilitation. Yeah. We're talking about the steps involved to, to stop those injuries happening from the beginning rather than letting the injuries happen and saying, here you go, man, here's my card. I'm a physiotherapist. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here's my card. Uh, I'll fix your joint for you. I just, snapped yeah. your, I just snapped your shoulder. Sorry. But here, I'll fix it up for you. So now we're going back into rehab. But rehab implies that the, the milk's on the table, Maddie. Yeah. You know, you've already spilt the milk, so now you have to go down and pick it up. But let's let's. I think we can do this so much smarter at high jiu-jitsu, and hopefully everywhere, yep. and not let the milk spill in the first place, and 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 stop those injuries from happening. Just understanding good structure, understanding when your arms are in bad positions. You know. Yeah, you need to have that. Definitely. Uh, you don't have to wait until the damage has been done. Uh, Especially these ball and socket joints. Yes. As we were talking, you were talking about that today in today's class. These ball and socket joints—they're again capable of such great things. I can move my arm in, you know, such an amazing range of yep. motion. But how many muscles? Do you know how many muscles there are in the shoulder holding that ball and socket ball that ball into the socket? Um. A, heap. a few, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all doing different little functions. There's yeah, all these yeah, little yeah. muscles, big muscles. We can't loop. Like, there's so many ways for it to go wrong. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's important. And, you know, prehabilitation, we can talk about what that is. And sure, it is a being careful on the mats, being careful of rolling, being careful of drilling, being careful of just being on the, on the jiu-jitsu mats. We can also talk about being in the gym and doing some some basic strength training and thinking about those muscles in your shoulder that you're talking about making sure that they're um, optimal that one isn't longer than the other one and one isn't holding more than another one should and having balance on one side of the shoulder and on the other side of the shoulder as well as your entire body um, you can do some yoga because yoga is good for that yoga Fantastic. understanding length and understanding tension and how to remove that tension uh, because tension is is a is a big part of that injury too. And if you're too tight, you get injured. If you're too lax, you get injured. Yeah. Uh, hydration, you know, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, in terms of prehab and keeping yourself uh, safe and keeping yeah. yourself injury Getting free. Getting enough rest for sure. Sleep. Mm. Sleep is so important, so that you're sharp, um, and so that well you can. Uh, guess be more mindful of what you're doing and be more present at the time I think that's critical your nutrition mm. uh, mobility mobility is so important if you guys want some mobility exercises go on the high jiu-jitsu uh, YouTube channel because I've got um, I've got the the backstroke mobility drills there and I've got a few hip mobility move uh, drills uh, and they're critical because if you want to stop not be injured then you have to do this stuff in not just on the mats but off the mats too like waking up and giving yourself a stretch you know waking up and just finding length throughout your spine and um, all of these things are just such so important if we're going to keep ourselves safe and supple and training for a lifetime yep yeah uh, jiu jitsu is an extreme sport and to you to quote professor you need you need to move yourself before 
someone else tries to move you. Uh-huh. So understand and, and be aware of how your hips are moving that day. Not, even, not just in general, but per day, you want to understand how your hips are feeling, which is why we tune in at the beginning of every class. Mm-hmm. Try and feel where your body is so you understand how your body feels on that day before we go into these techniques because, you know, maybe we're doing hip throws. Someone is going to be throwing you on the floor. We're going to be doing it nice, but if, you're, if your body's not feeling it, if you're feeling your spine's not in a good, good place that day, I wouldn't want to be getting thrown on the floor. So you've got to tune in and be aware of that. Most definitely. Yeah, that's something that, that awesome that Professor says. He's like, you want to put yourself in that position before somebody else does. Mm. So for example, a stack. Yeah. You, want to, you want to find that child's pose and you want to bring your knees to your shoulders yourself. Because let's say you're rolling and someone comes underneath your hips and starts stacking you. If you haven't been in that position yet, mm. you're asking for trouble right there. Yep. So A, don't get put in that position. Don't get stacked. Don't get stacked, don't get stacked, don't get stacked. But let's yeah. say if you're in the position where you are getting stacked, then at least you've you've felt that before. Yes. Um, I, Man, I'd, if you're about to get your guard passed and it's a matter of inverting and getting stacked, I'm, pff, I'd give up my guard. Yeah. Because I don't think it's the end of the world to get my guard passed because I'm still going to keep I, control of you from the bottom. I can recover. I can I recover. I can recover, I can stay safe. And then we can come back and find ourselves in a much less compromised position. Absolutely. Because Maddie, without this body, if we don't have a body that's healthy, we can't do this stuff. Doesn't that that make sense, right? Like yeah. that, it's so obvious. Uh, we're here to improve, and we improve by con- by consistently showing up. And if we're injured and we can't do it, we're no longer improving in that way that we came here in the first place mm-hmm. to touch back on when we started. People are coming in here to improve something. That's why everyone's showing up. And if you're not able to do it because you're injured, you're not improving. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, and these are things that you've heard before, like recovery. You know, you know, you know it's important to like just do a proper warm-up and a cool-down before and after class. You know that the quality of your movement is more significant than the quantities. You know, like, so being in the gym and thinking about your strength training, the quality is so important. Um, All this stuff is important. We know that posture is crucial, you know. Um, But sometimes we gotta do as well. Doing is critical. And sometimes you could be in a, I think think we do well at high jiu-jitsu. I think we really do because it's not just one individual that comes in with this mindset because I feel like it comes from the top down so I've been talking to you about this stuff for the past five six how many years five Five years years. five years five years I've been like Maddie injuries injuries like prevent injuries Um, and then I feel like it's a culture now in our, yes. in our school where everyone's just being really nice and light to each other. We're all sprinkling it down like salt from the it, top. Yeah, I like that. And I, I, I think our white belts are so, and our whole school is just very privileged. Mm. I think it gets harder if you're at, if you're at a place where um, the priority, let's say, is competition and, and performance. Um, and if you have a different motivation to the people around you, I think that could be very difficult because you will start getting pulled into that realm whether you like it or not. Yep. There's, there's so many, so many um, sayings uh, about 
or for, for example, you're the you're the product of the five people you hang out with. Yep. The, the top five people, for example, you can say the same thing about jiu-jitsu. You know, you're the product of of the school that you're in because it's very difficult to maintain something on your own if you have a whole environment around you gearing you to something different. Yes. It's very hard. It's with everything in life, not just jujitsu. That's everything. Such as what else? Just everything. Um, you know, if you want to change anything in your life, but every everyone or everything you do is still gearing you towards that, how are you going to change it? Yeah. If you if your mates are all like massive stoners, and they just hang out and do like a zero, That's I think it, it takes a it takes a strong person to pull themselves out of that environment absolutely and and make a change absolutely we, the only way you could do it is if you completely change your environment yep and it's very look it's you, a lot of people would be like no it's okay i'm going to use my willpower i'm going to do my best but willpower is limited and it, it lasts only for so long and then yeah. slowly slowly that environment's going to pull you back in just suck you back into where where it wants you to be and you know um say that about your friends and your behaviors and very much about jiu-jitsu too yes and that's why me and you together it's awesome that you're here uh, as one of our coaches too you know it's it's up to us to to maintain this culture and keep and keep sharing it and keep um speaking about it you know and i'm going to keep writing about it on our blog and we're going to keep making more podcasts about this and about this subject and i'm going to keep posting on social media about the fact that we care about our students because repetition you need to you need this to be repeated many many times before it starts to sink in and sometimes maybe at some places like all right everyone just take care be careful and then all right go five minutes on the clock let's go let's go and you know in one ear out the other is something that happens in this in this situation um so i think you have to be aware you got to be aware of your environment surroundings training partners and your own habits your own habits of jiu-jitsu we've got a couple people who have come in and that happens all the time a lot of people who come in from different schools maybe if they've got a bit of experience um they're just used to doing things differently and that's in terms of technique but also in terms of rolling intensity absolutely um and they very quickly or either they don't like it and they'll leave which is fine or they understand they understand the importance of it and they understand that and they want to train sustainably too and they want to do this stuff for a lifetime too and that's why they they get motivated to come in and train and, and be a part of our school um so I think it's just important that you have to be aware of where you're at currently because it, that will determine how much you have to work on this too. Like, I don't feel like you're ever putting yourself in a bad situation. Uh, yeah, I'll, if I... This comes with experience as well, mm-hmm. understanding when you're in a bad situation. Yeah. But, yeah, as, as I talked about with ease, you know, if I'm in a situation where I know, I'll give it up. You said it yourself, if, if someone's stacking you, Someone's stacking me. I'm just going to give up the guard. Yeah. You know, it's... Never let yourself be in that position. You, you don't need to get tapped. You can People can make you uncomfortable in a position that's not tapping you. Yes, you know, And sure. it's still not good for you. Okay. Now, at what point... I want to hear your personal opinion on this. At what point does that discomfort 
at what point do you how much of it do you handle before you're like either no I don't like it or you tap or that's a bail? very good question uh, for me I try and determine how much F depends on the position if I think that it's going to take a lot of effort to get out of a position and it's it's kind of like how much do I really care about this do I do I if I have to work really hard and I'll probably be in an uncomfortable position for a long time to work out of it I'll just tap because I don't care that much I'm just here to have fun I know that I probably could bear it in a life and death situation mm -hmm. but it's not so I'd rather just I'm here to have fun not be super uncomfortable sure and at what point though here's the thing though you messed up before absolutely. you got put in that situation absolutely so if your answer is like oh I'm in a bad spot let me just tap and reset into a more comfortable position then I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice on a little bit I shouldn't be getting caught there because, you're absolutely yes. correct so rather than dealing with that messed up situation having to grit your teeth and bear it and hurt yourself okay if you have to tap but then go back either in your head and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yep. Do something different beforehand mm. so that you don't get put into that position. Yeah. Because, because what we have to do here, Maddie, we have to be very careful because a lot of the times when you talk about uh, like injuries and you talk about just flow rolling and playing so that you're not getting hurt, so you're training for a lifetime, a lot of people would be like, ah, that's, that's, a, a, that's soft, that's weak. So we have to discern between what's soft and weak and then what's smart and intelligent and sustainable. Mm. So a little bit of discomfort is necessary. Yes. That's necessary. Um, pain is, like, I don't think that's necessary. No. But even discomfort in the right spots. Now, if you're sitting there, if you're getting stacked really hard, um, sure, that's a situation where you're like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll tap there. But then not putting yourself in that position, I think, is, yeah. the, is the most important part. Learning how to use your hips so you don't get stacked in the first place. That's, I think that's mm -hmm. very important too. <laughs> For sure. I think that's, that's really, really critical. Um, yeah, so applying the information is a challenge here. I think learning and talking about this gets pretty easy applying it's important because we're competitive i'm competitive i don't want to get tapped no one wants to get tapped. i don't want to get tapped no but then no, i don't want to i don't want to sit in your guard all day either though mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? so you're gonna have to take a risk right yeah of course sure calculated risk smart risk where i'm i'm taking measures to minimize the risk mm -hmm. it's always going to be a risk i'm sitting in your guard that's a very big risk so that's why i want to change the situation but i've got to be smart about how i do it that's not weak and you can't be smart unless you've spent the time to get smart this isn't easy to pick up this isn't one in a million people who start jujitsu turn into the buraks where they're 18 or 21 year old wizards you know mm -hmm. like not everyone gets that so we, so we have to study a lot and be smart and study and study and then we then we can calculate we can take measures to lower the risk so when i'm in your guard all right i know i keep my elbows in so i don't get triangled um you know and how to then pass in a safe way with good posture i'm mm -hmm. not letting you i'm not letting you you know crank me from underneath yep. and any of that sort of stuff yeah 
so you know for example one thing that's been huge for me um, and hopefully people understand this too is keeping length in your spine yeah I think that's really important and if there's anything we can emphasize here like just common injuries ailments common situations I think modern BJJ these days um, you, you see it everywhere especially in the lighter lighter weight divisions just the stack and just the yeah. inversion and getting inverted like inverting sure I mean if you invert and you um, do it safely and you don't let the person come and drop their weight on you maybe that could be a benefit um, I just I don't like inverting um, if I don't have to and that's why as you said I'm going to keep my hips locked in I'm going to keep the distance all the time so that I don't have to invert because people if you're getting stacked that's one spine that you have and there's this there's this Chinese proverb I said in class you're only as old as your spine mm. protect your spine people protect your spine it's the only one you're going to get protect it always keep it safe no matter what like neck cranks is not being protecting you is not protecting your spine so keep your head safe um, you know um, getting stacked and, and turning turtling up really hard like from the bottom for example and getting your your head being put to your hips like that's not a good idea especially when there's somebody on top of you so imagine that that person was uh, 110 kilos mm -hmm. doing the same thing you would not want to be in that position yeah I agree and here's another thing this is what was happening um, we had uh, one guy I was training with last week and he's like yeah man that's fine you can stack me I'm flexible I like it like I don't mind getting stacked because I'm flexible and it's like hmm well you're flexible right now give yourself 10 years Give yourself 15, 20 years. Are you still going to be that flexible? A. B. How heavy am I versus how heavy is somebody else? There's so many variables in this. Three. What's your answer? If your answer to this is my flexibility, that's limited. Your answer ought to be, how do I not get put into that position? How do I maintain the distance in my guard? How do I keep you at bay in my guard so that I don't have to get stacked? I don't think being flexible or being, um, being tough is an answer um, to this situation. I think you, everybody listening to this has to really consider injury and being safe from there. Um, so guys, this is where high jiu-jitsu students and everyone else, if you like, um, this is where you guys can send in your, your questions. You know, on the high jiu-jitsu Facebook group, I post that the podcast yep. I say you know we're going to be talking about this today yep um, and I say any questions comments give it to us this is the place and this is when we'll start answering the questions which really help the situation yeah. flow do you have any questions about this situation about this um, topic millions nah you know what? I, it's all just as you said it's, it's prevention from the very beginning and that's not letting yourself get put in compromise yeah it's all prevention. Uh -huh. Don't don't let it happen. Don't let yourself get stacked in the first place. Don't you know? Don't let. Even if it's a, it's a silly one, but you know, there's a das choke. Now, some people, when you get a das, it's not quite on, so you're not getting choked, but it's a crank, so you'll tap. Don't let them das you in the first place. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, okay, oh, it's it's just discomfort. It's not a. Don't let. You're still getting dast. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how I'm gonna. I don't think I could get out of that. 
like if someone's locked that in it's not choking well yeah well we can go back to that to lengthen the spine there because let's say you're getting dust um, and the dash stroke is where someone's looping their one hand like a, along it's your like a triangle, ear, but with your arms. underneath your armpit. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I'm saying, where's your rib cage when you're getting dashed relative to your head? Usually, it's being pulled like this. Isn't your head's it? been pulled in front of your, your ribs. So what happens if you maintain that length through your thoracic spine and your ribs? It, it will get, get very dust. hard to get your to bring your head down towards your hips in that case because you have that length yeah. and because you're relying on your structure and you're not relying on the let's say the small muscles of your neck Correct. in order to stay upright. So structure is so important um, when we're talking about this too. Mm. Um, I love it. I love it. Now here's Actually, another that comment is it was one of the the uh, you told me that many years ago about finding length. Because uh-huh. I used to get dust all the time yeah. back four or five years ago, fresh blue belt. Uh, and you telling me that that posture stopped me getting dust from kind of under half guard, half mm-hmm. side control. It completely re- revolutionized it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, now no it's more, hard. Cause no every more time neck I... cranks. I'm just always away. Yep. Don't, don't want you in. Yep. You know? Even your gillows. I used to guillotine you like... Oh, you called me a few times, times a today. <laughs> yeah, but it's harder. Yeah. And I'm having to set them up better. I'm having to um, mm. go to my plan B and C and D. Yeah. You know, because the first time you're not just keeping your head out. Yes. Um, Heads away. I don't want you grabbing onto it. No. Because it's your head. Posture and guard. It's your neck. It's your spine. Posture and guard. That's prevention. Posture. Don't yes. let you grab my head. Exactly. I'm just going to prevent from the very first part. Don't, let, don't wait till it's too late. Mm-hmm. Maddie, you know... The thing that I'm most happy about in our school, A, I love that we got pretty full classes now. Yes. I love that we got amazing people on the mats. I love that our white belts are so tough. Mm. <laughs> I love that we've got a fundamentals program. We've got professors' um, syllabus, and we've got um, a beautiful room and a beautiful center, to, and we're right in the middle of the city. I yep. love all of these things. You know what I love more than anything? I love the fact that we rarely, rarely get injured in class. Yes. That's what I'm most proud about. Because I feel like we've created a culture in our school where everyone looks after each other. And I think that's how our school's going to grow. That's how our students are going to grow with jiu-jitsu. And I think that's what we have to double down on more than anything else. Because I feel for other people. I see how some other people train. And it's as though... They, they're sacrificing their body and they're sacrificing their health and their life in order to do jiu-jitsu. And high jiu-jitsu isn't that. You don't have to sacrifice your health. It doesn't need to be that no, way. No, no. You can, you can improve your health with jiu-jitsu. And that's what I am just so inspired to keep going and to keep doing. It may be weak jiu-jitsu, or as some people would say, but it's smart jiu-jitsu and it's the jiu-jitsu for a lifetime. I, I highly... No, it's not weak. Like it's it's not because because when you have structure, it's like it's it's strong. Yeah, man, but you can't you can't use your hips against a frame. That's exactly it. And let let everyone else stay tough, because I know this is this is the crux right there. Those those people that are super tough on the mats, I know that we'll be training for longer than they will, because after a while. 
being in pain. Who's going to win at 60 when we've done it for 45 oh, years and they've done yeah. it for 10? Yep. And they had to give and up. They had to give up because they can't wipe their butt because they can't bring their arm behind their back. I've been there. I've been there. And hopefully that's not me because my shoulder's just getting worse. <laughs> but but um, I endeavour to stay safe. And you know what? Knock on wood. Can everyone hear that? It's knocks on the wood right there. Sorry about that, people. But... That knock on wood is I, I pray and I, and I aim that I don't get injured um, mm. anymore. And the beautiful thing is that high jiu-jitsu, I rarely, rarely get injured. Um, when I go, sometimes I go elsewhere to train um, and that injuries are like they happen then. Yeah. And it's just, the, you just feel it. It's just the intensity. Um, so let's keep up. Let's keep it up, high jiu-jitsu yeah. peeps. Let's, let's love each other let's look after each other let's care for each other and let's keep improving with with high uh with jiu-jitsu with gracie jiu-jitsu at high jiu-jitsu let's do this maddie anything else to say keep going keep consistent and the only way to keep consistent is keep safe i love that right there people thanks so much hope you guys enjoyed this jeff fun maddie i did that was cool very first Hi-Jitsu podcast with the Panza. Thank you, people. Awesome out. Ciao.